turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Hi there, everybody. One of my favorite people I have on the line, David Horowitz, who's been a prophet in our age. His understanding of the left is unsurpassed, and he has warned about these matters uh, all of his life. He has a new book out, which is Essential Reading, and I have already purchased it, by the way. Not only did I get a, a copy, but I, I purchased it myself as well. The Radical Mind, The Destructive Plans of the woke left. You should get it just for his dedication to his wife. It's so sweet. And I know it's, I know how sincere it is. The crisis facing our nation, he writes in the beginning, is a crisis of faith. Faith in the Constitution that has shaped our destiny. Faith in individual freedom and accountability. Faith in the principle of equality before the law. Yes. Well, I would add faith in Judeo-Christian values, and it's not a not an argument. It's just I, I fully subscribe to what he said. Well, David Horowitz, how are you? I never ask guests how how they are, but I am asking you. First of all, Dennis, I have to say how much I admire the work that you're doing, and especially these young spokesmen that you've developed, who are so articulate. Uh, and winning, it's, you know, one of the few hopes we have of saving this country. We're in a situation where our streets are filled with supporters of Hamas Nazis openly calling for a second Holocaust of the Jews. Virtually unimaginable only a few years ago. Uh, you know, the prime responsibility rests with our corrupt uh, universities and colleges, which is why Prager University is so important. Um, but a heavy burden rests on the evil president of the United States, who's a criminal who hates America. Uh, and who has betrayed this country over and over again. And his party, the Democrat Party, if you remember, one of Trump's first acts when he became president was to try to to put in place a plan that actually originated with Obama not to allow immigration from failed states who couldn't vet the people uh, who would be immigrating to our country so we wouldn't know 
since there were terrorist states, we wouldn't know if we were bringing terrorists into our country. Um, they called Trump a racist for what would have... Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I think there's going to be terrible violence and terrible tragedies ahead of us before any of this can be fixed. What will spark that violence? I, I, I don't know if you could be that specific in your in your prognostication, well, you, but I'm asking you. Uh, well, let's see. A drug addict who OD'd himself on fentanyl uh, ignited a, a movement. I'm speaking, of course, of George Floyd, life, lifelong criminal, uh, inspired a movement that wrecked, set, torched 220 American cities, caused thousands of deaths. And, uh, and, and mainly, of course, black deaths. Uh, and it, all based on a hoax that America is a white supremacist state. Uh, I, one of the chapters of my new book, The Radical Mind, is about a war council. It's not my description. It's the description of the people who organized it. The war council in Flint, organized by the leaders of SDS, which was the largest left-wing uh, campus movement at the time, um, calling for a war against white people and debating. And they're the ones who came up with the charge of white supremacy, which is ridiculous about America. Um, but they, they, were, they were actually discussed at the Flint War Council whether to kill white babies. This resonates with October 7th because white people were the problem, uh, which was a Nazi idea in itself to eliminate a race uh, and solve the world's problems that way. And it has an indigenous root. Of course, one of the leaders of the Weather Underground, which held the war, Cransel was Bill Ayers, who was Obama's close political advisor and uh, and probably authored, ghosted his autobiography. These, uh, unfortunately, the, this uh, reflects the fact that these are deep, deep-seated roots in our country based in the political left. Uh, I, I, you know, well, let me just say one more, one more thing about this. The, the left, one of the things I try to do in my book is explain to conservatives how the radical mind works, why conservatives who are reasonable people and patriots are always befuddled by when they 
Zoom, what left what leftist causes are, and and what leftists say in defense of them, and their reaction is these people are crazy. They're out of touch with reality and so forth, all of which has the truth to it. But the main thing is that they're ideologues. So, for example, the other day when Chuck Schumer spoke about it very weakly, in my view, about anti-Semitism, he went over the history of the persecution of the Jews, which is thousands of years uh, and the Holocaust uh, and the persecution of Jews um, as though, and the founding of Israel as though facts could affect these minds. The radical mind is not untouched by facts. Uh, a radical looks at what's happening in the Middle East and says Israel is a colonial settler state, and therefore we have to destroy it because it's oppressing people. We have to form a, yeah, and these massacres are all part of our resistance and a fight for self-determination. All of this is completely detached from the reality of how Israel was created, let alone the reality of colonial settlerism, as it were. America is a colonial settler state. Of course, they hate America. Uh, and the colonists, everybody is either descended from a colonist or a settler. The settler themselves uh, created the most progressive most egalitarian, most inclusive, most tolerant society and the greatest engine of prosperity in the history of the world. So if you are thinking of the facts, you would know that it's a good thing to be a colonial settler in some circumstances and in some places. It depends on what you do with it. So, David, we're kindred spirits on this matter, and people ask me all the time, so what is the end game of the left? We're not talking liberals. We're talking what, well, what you're talking about, the radical mind. Left, and me, and so, so me, before, before you say anything, I just want to say I, it's a very powerful question. And I, so part of my answer is power. The, certainly the elites want power, but it, I actually say that they don't know what they want. They only know what they want to destroy. So what, what is your answer? That, that, that's correct. Let me say I agree with you. Uh, I've written one, actually two books. One hasn't been published yet um, about the basic fact of America is that its political system is based on Judeo-Christian principles and can't survive without them, uh, which doesn't mean that everybody has to believe in God uh, or everybody has to believe, but, but you have to have the humility that goes with the religious faith. Otherwise, you think that people 
who have made the world the mess that it is, if you give them enough power, they can fix it. And you can, just in that formulation, you can see how lunatic the left's vision is. The left is a crypto religion. It's based uh, based on, uh, on more on Christian, the Christian idea of a redemption that um, the world is a corrupt is corrupted and uh, evil is everywhere, um, but it can be redeemed. The difference between the leftist crypto religion and an actual religion is that the left doesn't believe in a divinity. It believes that the same human beings who were in the world will make it uh, a holy a holy place. And the answer is they have no end game. The end game they, when I, I you know I spent many years on the left, my parents were communists. And uh Leftists never think about how to create a working society, given the facts, the basic facts about human beings, their flaws, for example. The left only thinks about how to destroy what exists. And it has this fantasy that it can make a world in which everybody is equal, there's no racism, sexism, poverty, war, and so forth. But it's empty. You can't find the leftist blueprint for such a society. And it's partly because the left has no interest in human psychology. I've often said that the book of Genesis, was actually the beginning of the book of Genesis, the story of the garden, is the wisest insight into what's happened to us. Because Adam and Eve had the paradise that the left pretends was better than any paradise the left claims to be supporting. People uh, uh, with no pain in childbirth, you live forever, uh, fruit fell from the trees, you didn't have to work. Uh, but there was one condition for staying in paradise, and that was not to want to do evil, not to eat of the tree uh, of the fruit of evil. And that's the one thing that they wanted to do. And how were they seduced into doing it? Uh, the serpent told Adam, if you eat of that tree, you will be as God. And inside every leftist is a God wannabe. I want to be president of creation. I want to, I want to make my mark on the creation. That gives my life meaning. These are very, very dangerous people, as you can see by their embrace. Look, what Hamas, and it's it's really the so-called Palestinians, because where where's the where's the Islamic leader who's condemned the massacre? Uh, there, there is none. Uh, these people are worse than the Nazis because Hitler 
made the final solution, which was the extermination of the Jews, it was a secret program. He kept it from the German people because he believed, and with good reason, that the Germans were too civilized to accept such a, such a plan. The Arabs shouted from the rooftops. They're proud of being not just Jew haters, but Jew killers. And they and their 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 only defense of their actions is to project onto others their sins. So the answer yeah, well, is there, yeah. there, 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 even power is only a means to achieve an end that's ridiculous and impossible and has taken the lives of hundreds of billions of people in the last hundred and odd years in Russia and China and Vietnam and elsewhere. And there's nothing, you know, there are a billion and a half Muslims. And according to most surveys, between three and 500 million of them are supporters of the jihad of Osama bin Laden and the destruction of the Jews and, and, and of course, the Christians and Americans and anybody who isn't a, uh, an adherent of their religion. And they get rewarded. If you kill a Jew or you kill an American, uh, or get killed killing killing Jews or Americans, for example. You get to go to heaven and get 72 virgins, and 25 of your family members get a, a, a pass into heaven as mm-hmm. well. I'm going to ask you a question probably never asked you. In fact, I hadn't thought of it until just now. And it's not fully answerable, obviously. Your, your parents are no longer with us. How would your parents react to today's left? Oh, I think they'd be part of it. Um, you know, my father, my father was, you know, I love my father, but he was a weak man. And but the party membership and the, the party treated him horribly. Um, and he, he eventually left it, but not not its principles. But during the 30s, there was a Jew who went around the country for the party attacking American militarism. <laughs> um, it, it really twists your mind, and it's because you're thinking in a framework. Let me give you another example of... Uh, uh, the left has this hierarchy of oppression where if you're a white male, you oppress everybody. Um, if you're a female, you're oppressed by white males or by males generally. Uh, if you're a black female, you're oppressed because you're black, because you're female. Uh, and it goes down this totem pole until at the bottom are like black lesbians because they are oppressed because they're powerless 
because they're lesbians, because they're blacks, because they're women. You just have to think of that outside their box for a moment to see how absurd it is. This is what I call academic hot air was developed in Colombia. And believe it or not, our government has spent millions, over $100 million, in researching research on uh, this totem pole vision, which they call intersectionality. But think, think of Black Lives Matter. Here, three black lesbians raised $100 million towards 220 American cities who took, took the money. I mean, these are people who have the criminal mentality of people who steal from the, um, the gift baskets at churches and synagogues. Um, uh, they... they uh, the, you know, they were endorsed by the Democrat Party. The vice president raised money for them. Um, how powerless is that? They had 40 million people supporting their destructive agendas. Uh, you know, and you could go on and on with with their with their power. Uh, so this it's just a lot of hokum. But it's persuasive for people who are lazy and don't want to think too much. And once you're invested in it, you know, it has, as I say, all that power to the individual from believing that you're you're present at and part of the creation of a new world, which has none of the problems that the the old world had. So it's a it's a very powerful ideology, but if you you know you keep your head on screwed on straight, you can see right through it every time. You predicted violence earlier. And yeah, I asked because you people what, are violent; yeah. they like it. I mean, you know, it's like look at the attitudes we have now. We don't we don't have no criminal laws. The, the these giant corporations like Macy's have policies where if you come in and steal, uh, that's okay with them. Uh, you know, eventually they'll have to close the Macy's, but their, their official policy is to let 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 these thieves get away with it. Um, it's it's just such a a powerful idea. And and it brings out all the worst in human beings, like beheading babies. Of course, the command to behead infidels is straight out of the Koran. Uh, it's part of the religion. Uh, but the, the will, I mean, people get violent at football games. They get violent... It's, it's just, it's in the nature of things. And you ask, you know, what really drives the left? This was my revelation, and it was thanks to my late writing partner, Peter Collier. 
because I was very idealistic when I was a leftist, which is probably why I got out when I saw how evil the left was. Um, but the, the left is driven by hate. It's not That's driven right. by love. That's right. That's exactly it's, right. It's, Listen, we got it. We got a break. I got to I got to thank you for this, for your life's work. You're a, you're a giant. The book is the radical mind. You want to understand it. It's, it's the book to read right now. Thanks for listening to the town hall review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.